Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello, welcome to the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Kyle Rodder with Danny Akuye, and uh, Danny, it looks like we've slipped uh, throughout the session. Not much of a lead to go by by any means, but um, down by about 0.3%. It did seem to coincide quite clearly with that Chinese data that we received at 11.45. It certainly did, and uh, not only did the market go down a little bit, but also the Aussie dollar, although I was just checking in on both. It looks like the ASX 200 is off about 0.35% or 25 points, although the final numbers take a while to roll through. And the Aussie dollar is probably down ever so slightly one uh, point point one of a percent so not really much happening there but you know we didn't have a lead did we no we had no lead to speak of yeah i'll get down i I wouldn't want to um yeah be too overbearing um but uh, let's get to the three themes because it will well tackle some of the things that we are sort of um well we've already covered off summer trading um it's one of those well it is that time of year where things get into a little bit of a lull um mostly north uh, the Northern Hemisphere, uh, you know, we talk about the summer driving yep. season in the United States Absolutely. and obviously the Europeans love to take their long summers and uh, well overnight the Independence Day holiday. So we didn't have much of a lead to go by, not too much activity, but um, that was the big story. Again, we spoke about it before, but that um, services PMI yep. data, uh, the uh, Saichin, uh, oh, figure. How they pronounce it? Um, well, apparently, I'm, be, I'm being I'm being um, Co- sort of coached, coached good, in, the, in, the, in the in the newsroom. Um, I'm, I'm getting good. I'm getting better. Getting better. But anyway, uh, slowing down again. Another sign of weakness in China's economy. And you know, the uh, perennial question is where are rates going. Uh, we did have a pause from the RBA yesterday, but now speculation turns as to well, what happens next, both totally. domestically and abroad. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I had a good chat with Chris Weston this afternoon mm. about that. If anybody wants to check that That's out, always later do. On. Actually, you have, a, you have a very warm relationship, you and Chris. Well, I don't know. We have good chats. Yeah, better. <laughs> He explains how traders look at things, and I find that really interesting because I don't come from a tradery background. So no, there Chris you is, go. Chris is great value, of course, and mm. uh, a very good friend of Ausbiz. But um, well, there you go. That's um, some of the well themes of the day. I uh, wanted to get through some of the areas of the market that were catching our eye. Yeah, um, starting off with the telcos. Yeah, we'll dig into. Well, one telco in particular in a just a moment's time, uh, Telstra up by 0.8%. Uh, fairly mixed across the screen there, but it was the best performing sector, at least when I uh, had a look about five to 10 minutes ago. Absolutely. On the nice and defensive, but there was a wee upgrade that went on there today, which we'll probably touch on later on, are we? We, we will, we will. Yep. Um, did want to look at metals and mining, because although the services PMI data um, doesn't have a huge bearing necessarily on our miners, you know, the manufacturing fingers tend to be a little bit more, I suppose, um, meaningful in that regard. But uh, still looking at a little bit of a mixed picture here when it comes to the likes of BHB, Rio Tinto, both marginally lower, although Fortescue is holding tough 
around 22 bucks mm, per share. Very and, mixed um, mixture. Mm. Absolutely. And also energy as well, both because it's cyclical, but also we've got some, um, uh, well, OPEC news coming up tonight. Uh, so the question around oil supply, especially after the weekend, I think it was a weekend, maybe just, maybe it was Monday. I think it was Monday. Monday, yeah, yeah with the Saudis and Russians flagging potential further supply cuts in order to Export support cuts market. for Russia. Export cuts. There you go. Um, a, a key detail there when it comes to uh, the, the energy markets. Um, but also some corporate stories today as well. Um, we'll get to this, I'm sure, in the leaders and laggards, but Bellevue Gold has signed an agreement with a wholly owned subsidiary of Gen- Genesis Minerals, where Genesis will process mat- uh, material for the miner. So it was up 4% today, uh, seemingly off the back of that news. Yeah, absolutely. And we also have some news from AMP. When it came back from its training halt, it was off about 5%. But uh, I think the courts have awarded an action against AMP. So they lost uh, their, their, you know, uh, lawsuit, lawsuit, basically. Yeah. yeah. So that stock is down about 5%. And whilst they have awarded damages, I think of the order of about $930,000, uh, there could potentially be further penalties. Yeah, I think that's the concern. I think two of the uh, group, if you will, um, have had damages awarded to them. One one was for about 800000 or, or, or so um, in, um, in damages. But... Um, again, there's there's uh, several uh, other members or many other members associated with this class action, which, uh, as you just said, Danny, um, sort of indicates potentially yeah, that... Yeah, um, one was 813, one was 115, yeah. but yeah, there's more potentially There to are come. other groups, so yeah. um, there's going to be a process here, potentially an appeal from AMP, um, but if, well, it doesn't work for uh, the business, then yeah, it could be paying out... Um, greater compensation there to, to some of these financial planners who, um, well, were evidently hard done by. Indeed. But we spoke about Telstra before. It was our stock of the day today. And Carl Kapalingua from Think Markets and Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial were our guests giving their view on the company. far as the underlying business of Telstra, well, there's actually more growth in Telstra. It's more of a growth-oriented business than it has been probably for the last 20 or 30 years, Goshi. So um, if you look at what the brokers are saying, and these are, these are not my numbers, these are Thomson Reuters numbers, they reckon we're looking at about 8% compound annual growth rate for Telstra, which if you go back, you know, I've looked at, I've analysed Telstra, I've been in the industry for over 20 years, so I've analysed Telstra many times over that time frame. I don't think I've ever seen it with an 8% uh, compound annual growth rate for the next three years. So that's quite extraordinary itself. Um, traditionally, investors have been drawn to Telstra because of that uh, quote-unquote high dividend yield, which isn't as high as it historically probably has been. It's around about 4% fully frank now, but you know, it's still very, very attractive and reasonable growth. It's starting to turn over a little bit though, so um, it's not all um, green light from here. I would say be careful if it starts to trade below, say, 420 then you might want to just take a little bit off the table because it has had a pretty good run. That's how you started this discussion. Um, But as long as we stay above it, I think... There's also talk of uh, monetizing some of the InfraCo assets as well, which can give them another sort of boost when it comes to earnings. But then in saying all of that, I'm more a hold on Telstra, as well as it's doing. There are still risks um, in terms of wages for them. There's obviously ongoing risks with some of those emerging players in the mobile network. And it's pretty expensive despite the earnings and revenue growth that's coming through and some of those dividend per share growth. So I'm more of a a neutral hold on it. It's slowly but surely grinding high, but it's not that exciting. And I do think that when the worm does turn for the broader market, there'll be other pockets that do a lot better.
Okay, so that was probably um, cool, generally a hold yeah. Yeah, on, on that one, but it has run up quite considerably. It's, yeah, it's sort been of a great performing. Yep. Um, so if you've got it, maybe hold it. Um, maybe not necessarily the time to buy, but um, well, perhaps we'll get a view on Telstra now from our guest, uh, Joshua Barker from Macro Capital, joins us at the desk. Uh, Josh, great to see you. Um, we did have um, Telstra as our stock of the day, was in the, in the headlines uh, today. Uh, what's your view on the company and I suppose the telco space more broadly? Yeah, I think uh, given where we sit in the market, a uh, lot of uncertainty, but generally quite positive towards the market at the moment. Being involved in those defensive sectors that are going to have those really consistent revenues and, and earnings on the back of that um, is, is the place to be. So we like telcos. Um, it's fairly limited on the ASX as to you know the top end of, of getting exposure to that. Um, we do feel that Telstra has had a great run. It's at a five-year high. Um, the, the note from UBS, was obviously a favourable one, but it was also favourable to the subsector, uh, more importantly, rather than just Telstra specifically. So, um, yeah, I think given that they're one of the large theses for their upgrade was the income that you're likely to get on Telstra, um, which even if they do look to increase from that eight cent mark that they've paid for so long, um, you're still looking at around a 4.3% yield mm. in terms of the cash um, that you paid out. Obviously, there's franking credits on top of that, but it's not too, um, you know, greater than what we're able to get in the cash account at the moment. So, you know, long gone are the days where a 4% yield is really quite strong. Um, so I think if, if you're targeting capital growth, we definitely prefer Aussie Broadband. Um, now that Unity Group is no longer listed on the market, Aussie Broadband from a technology point of view, uh, with going in with the, the, the optic fibres and the nodes, is probably the, the best on the market. Um, we were a bit, uh, I guess, frustrated with Unity Group getting bought out because they did have that uh, really strong business model and they're able to sort of go in on a project level and uh, do the cable from end to end without any of those um, you know, sticking points. But uh, yeah, I guess Aussie Broadband, it's had a, a really um, roller coaster ride since listing on the market. Uh, listed at a dollar, first day was at two, and then went almost to five. Um, obviously, gives you the uh, confidence that it's a really strong performer. And then I guess it was a victim of its own success. Um, very marginally cutting guidance to the lower end of its of its own forecasts, uh, but still really strong numbers. Like the most recent upgrade was actually a beat of guidance and a 27% growth on revenues. Um, so hopefully, if it can return back to that upgrade cycle, you know, it starts to peak out lows on the chart as well, uh, that fundamental news should start to flow through into the share price. And I think you're likely to get a lot more capital growth out of this than you will out of a Telstra. It's annoying, isn't it, with everything? We're seeing so many companies being taken off the mm. market at the moment and we're not having a matching in terms of new listings. So yeah. We are seeing the ASX actually, you know, the number of companies And, and, and it's frustrating if, if it's a good company, you yeah. know, you, you cap your upside. Um, and if it's a bad company, you know, you don't get the opportunity to regain some of those capital losses mm. and, you, and you're sort of left out of the game. Um, you know, for example, some of the takeovers flying around at the moment for Appen and even... Um, uh, Tyro, yeah. you know, these these are stocks that a lot of investors are experiencing a lot of pain on and they're, they're, they're hopeful that they'll come back up and that management will um, back themselves to get out of that. And then instead, 
management's looking at exit strategies. So mm. it doesn't fill you with a lot of confidence from an investor point of view, but you know, it can work when it's a really good company and unfortunately you don't get any, any more upside after all that hard research you've done to find that good company. <laughs> yeah, um, just in terms of the general market, obviously we had a little bit of a uh, lift yesterday mm. after the RBA's well, yep. pause and time will tell if it is a, a pause or whatever else it happens to be. But I mean, how are you seeing things more broadly at the moment? Yeah, good couple of days um, on the back of data from from the Aussie market. You know, we had the inflation come out um, lower than expected. That absolutely that just reversed the negative day at that stage to a positive day. Um, same thing with the RBA pausing, even though it was you know somewhat 50-50 expected. You know, we were in the red prior to it, and we reversed to end up in the green. So, whilst they may not seem like big moves, half a percent, I think it was that we yeah. that we gained on both of those days. I think there really are strong signs. And obviously, we do take a lot of lead from from Wall Street, um, which again is is trading at yearly highs almost, um, and looking quite strong. Uh, there's a lot of cash on the sidelines. Uh, we do a lot of research into family offices and funds and sort of the cash that they're holding. A lot of everyday investors as well, anecdotally, that we're working with also sitting on a lot of cash and, and have been for the last uh, couple of years. Um, you know, that cash is going to need to get deployed and, 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 you know, those funds that are sitting on cash and obviously taking a fee for sitting on cash rather than, you know, the targeted investment mm. being equities. Uh, also family offices, you know, they're looking at, over the next 12 months at deploying a lot of their cash into investments, whether that be private or listed. Um, and then you've just got your everyday investor, which has been, you know, sort of cautious for the last couple of years. Um, but they want to build that share portfolio. They want to have assets that are growing. They want to have that income yield coming through. So uh, I think that we've obviously seen it flow through to the larger cap companies in the US, albeit, you know, driven by the AI rally. But you know, that's the thing about these strong companies. You know, it was over 10 years ago that people were saying that these FANG stocks are overvalued, <laughs> you know, and then they've and continued to... And their growth to, had gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've continued yeah. to triple. So you never want to bet against these big mm. FANG stocks uh, or those industry leaders, more importantly, I should say, whether the, the name changes or whether there's a plus mm. in the FANG, you know, those top 10 companies globally that are, that are just really strong performers. And the whole AI thing is a great example of that. Whether that revenues are justified or not, it's whether those companies can take advantage of that trend mm. and investors back that those those industry leaders can. Mm. So we may sort of start to see that cash flow through down the market cap into your mid caps and then eventually your small caps down the track. Yeah, really interesting point you make about family offices and lots of um, really defensive positioning in mm. the market because chatting to a couple of people over the course of the day, that whole soft landing potentially maybe, maybe might come about. Mm. And it's certainly, I know it's talked about, but I think a lot of people, particularly fund managers that have been around for a long while, they just go, oh no, that's just just, you know, that's a pipe dream. Yeah. But, you know, if, if the US can do it, I'm not so convinced here in Australia. Mm. Um, as you say, the weight of money from so many mm. defensively positioned portfolios, it would definitely make a huge difference. Mm. Well, similar to how, you know, it's not wise to bet against those big global market mm. leaders. Uh, very famous quote, never get a bet against the US economy. It's a mm. very strong market. It's a very strong economy. And uh, I think if anyone can pull off this, you know, landing landing the aeroplane on the thin tarmac that's there, uh, I think it is probably the US economy that, ca that can do that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we follow, follow suit with that too. An upbeat message on, uh, well, a subdued day, but uh, we really appreciate it. Josh, Josh no Barker from Macro Thank Capital, you. thanks for your time. 
Okay, well, let's get to the leaders and laggards now. See what's on the top of the market. We spoke about Bellevue Gold Absolutely. there before. Elders. Off the news. Uh, Elders also up by 4%. Yeah, we mentioned um, that one yesterday, remember? Yeah, and we were saying that, you know, maybe now's <laughs> maybe, the yeah. time. And some, yeah, LaVisa. Interesting. I just actually wrote about a couple of those stocks. So LaVisa and Super Retail and Harvey Norman, they're all up about pre-today, up about 10% in the last week. <laughs> so clearly some investors doing some rotational buying back into those sectors and uh, interesting that Seek is, is coming to life again because you know that was looking a great bargain I remember one of our guests on the call said you know under you know $20 $19 that looked good obviously had a bit of a rally but it's coming back to life yeah we'll see if it manages to sustain itself um, let's look at the laggards now and uh, see what's on there AMP we told you the story uh, that Issue with the class action. Um, so there's nothing new really when the, the company does run into legal or regulatory risks. Unfortunately, it seems to be the biggest driver of the company or has been for a long time anyway. So there's another 5% taken off the share price today. Um, some, I guess, a bit of a mixed bag here. Santa Mining, NetWealth, Telix and Pexa. I mean, Telix is just pulling back. It did have a pretty solid run there a couple of weeks Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Um, Santa Mining, uh, obviously a lithium name. Um, not too sure if there's necessarily any news there. No. Um, Pexa might be falling, oh, I don't know, off the back of Link. No, that's a very spurious connection. We'll leave that one in the garbage bin. Oh, that's all right. We can make spurious <laughs> connections here. It's, uh, we're completely unaccountable. Um, but let's get to the small cap uh, leaders and laggards as well. Um, Bob's bouncing 22%. Yep. And um, Bravura. There we go. That's another ooh. one of those stocks. that They haven't had a takeover, have they, Josh? No, they. I don't think don't they have. So. No, no. But uh, that I know some. there would be some very long-suffering shareholders sitting in that one. Okay. So, uh, well, power to you if you're in there. Uh, let's go to the laggards on the, on the small cap space now. Uh, drone, drone Shield. Shield. Uh, was it you talking to <laughs> No, Tessa. Tessa spoke oh, to Tessa Drone did. Shield today. They had an announcement yesterday, and I think it was one of the top performers yesterday so yeah maybe, folks trimming there a little bit yeah. um obviously we have to say if you if you want to uh, hear the interview with the company uh, it was on the small caps as danny just said uh with uh, tessa silla today so um go back that'll be on your platform in uh, well if it's not already in a uh, short period of time um let's just get a look at what's coming up over the well the next 24 hours mm -hmm. because the news flows a little light especially from the corporate front yep nothing exciting in the united states which is almost the calm before the storm in in, in the in a way um, but we've got opec uh meeting tonight uh the minutes fomc minutes. minutes yep that'll probably be well not probably it will be the probably yep. uh, the, the biggest news of the uh the, the evening barring some kind of shock uh, surprise, um, but uh, the trade balance from Australia will come out tomorrow as well. So Absolutely. that's what we have to look forward to uh, from a local front. Not so much corporate news out tomorrow, it has to be said either. Probably but, um, not too much now because we're going to be running into reporting season yeah. in the US and here. I think US starts on the week of the 18th of July. Yeah, I do. well, it's always much? when the banks start, isn't it? Yeah, so it's I around mid-month. Mid yeah. um, yeah. sort of give or take a couple of days mm. um, around there. So yeah. Come before the storm. Maybe we should uh, shouldn't complain too much about the quiet conditions. We'll surely uh, be run off our feet in due course. Exactly. Everyone will come back from Europe and they'll want to speak to us. They will. They will. <laughs> and uh, Danny has all the good hookups in that regard. So we'll be able to get um, all the good hookups in that regard. You'll be able to get all the, uh, the the big names in who have been, yeah, sort of fanning themselves in a beach in Barcelona or the Greek islands or oh, anywhere. I don't think here so, but anyway. No. Mm. Oh, well, I can only dream. Um, but that'll do us for today on the COB. Remember, you can catch up on all the wonderful content that we have produced today on your website and app. Otherwise, have a lovely evening and we will see you tomorrow morning.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 